Welcome to AFL Tonight, ArenaFan.com's weekly look at everything arena football. I am Tim Cappy, your host. A very special off-season edition, along with Ben Fraternale. What up, what up? John Stark. What's going on? We have the uh, we have Atlantic City's first ever player announced, quarterback, Arena Bowl champion, Warren Smith. How you, how you doing, man? So, Warren, uh, we, we wanted to ask first, uh, how's your, how's your off-season going? All season is great, man. Uh, you know, just right now I'm in like my final stages of my my working out, like my my, my workout plan to get myself ready to play another season. So I'm going to my seventh now, like with different leagues and stuff. Um, but I mean, the all season's been good. You know, I start I start right away in August. Uh, I coach high school football. Um, I'm the offensive coordinator at Lacey County High School, and we uh, had a, we had an okay year. Went five and five. We dealt with some injuries, but. Um, you know, it was good just coaching the kids, and then winter comes, and I and I coach the I coach freshman basketball too. So, with that with all that being said, I I teach phys ed and health, as you guys know, mm-hmm. and um, it's been good. It's a, it's a, it's just a continuous grind, and that's just like how I've felt like in the past seven years, where I just like don't stop. So like it keeps me going, it keeps me on my toes, it keeps me in shape. So um, I love my off season. It's busy. You know, you got to deal with a bunch of kids, and you got to deal with coaching and parents and all that stuff. But now the the high school basketball season's over. I've been working out now for about three months, and I'm finishing up my workout plan next weekend. It'll be my last workout, and then obviously you, you start getting into the in season lifts. Yeah. But um, it's been great. It's been, it's, been, it's been great. A lot of you know, just just a lot a lot of stuff going on at all times. You know, I got a house, so taking care of the house, taking care of the dog. <laughs> taking care of my parents, stuff like that. So it's all good, man. It's it's it's, it's been a great off season, and I'm excited to put the helmet back on and get back out there. And uh, you know, especially with the guys we got around the corner, 40 minutes away from my house. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> we'll ask. That's we'll, wild. We'll, we'll ask about that because yeah, we're. I don't. I I don't remember. At least guys, I don't know if you do either. Uh, if you remember a player that's ever lived in the same city that he's played for, but we'll we'll get to that in a couple couple of minutes. But. Warren, we wanted to know. So the last time that we we talked to you was at uh, was at Arena Bowl the day before the Arena Bowl, and obviously yep. uh, w- with the Washington Valor winning the championship, uh, we were wondering what was your uh, your Arena Bowl celebration like after the game. <laughs> oh, it was great. So so uh, obviously we won the game. We were all excited. We we're on the field, and I guess we went into the locker room, and there was they were like you know it felt like the Super Bowl. Like they had uh, they had all the locker room, the whole locker room covered up, and like. And like that, I guess that like that uh, protection uh, like screening area. Oh yeah, the plastic and, like, sheets and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, the plastic sheets and stuff. Yeah, over the locker, there was like you know, there was cigars, bottles, <laughs> drink. It was great. It was a great celebration to begin with. Um, then our owner came in and gave everybody a watch, which was really cool. Um, we obviously wow. got our bonus check. We we obviously got our bonus check later in that that week. Um, and after the game, they uh, they rented out a place in downtown Baltimore. I can't remember the name, but all I know is that I was in charge of holding the cup. So I held the cup the whole night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we were, you know, we were, we were drinking out of the cup, uh, taking pictures with the cup. Uh, anything you can, anything you can imagine we were doing with the cup. So it was really cool. uh, we had a, we had a party bus that took us, you know, to where we wanted to go and then brought us back to the apartment uh, after, after everything was said and done. But, um, 
And then, but the thing was, everybody, like, stayed for a week and, like, did, like, a whole, like, I don't, I don't know, they had, like, a celebration. They did multiple celebrations, like a parade. I think they even had a parade. And um, I couldn't do that. I had one night, and then the next day, I drove back to New Jersey, and then that night was our first practice for football. So wow. my celebration was quick. And then before you know it, I was, you know, coaching 11-on-11 high school football. When are you getting those rings? Supposedly, uh, I was talking to some of the guys over at uh, D.C. somewhat in April. They're, they're going to do it at the home opener, I think, Okay. in April. And then, like, if, but if guys are on different teams, I guess, like, when, when, when we go there, like, say, like, when A.C. goes and plays D.C. Right, right. They'll stop. Like, before, before the game, they'll make an announcement. And they'll, like, whoever's, like, on the team, if it's me, uh, I'm to think. there's no one else on my team, I don't think, that's – that we've signed yet that played right, in right. Uh, D.C. But they're going to they'll stop the game, they'll make an announcement, and I think that's when they're going to do it. That's what At least that's what John Peavy told me. Peavy's kind of like runs the show over there. So, um, okay. Yeah, I'm excited for the ring. Everyone keeps, everyone keeps asking me, where's your ring? I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't worry. They're building it. Right? So, so, it, so I, if anything, you'll be getting your ring on uh, May 11th. That's, and that's, what, that's when we go to D.C., correct? Yeah. yeah. Yep, so, that's it. So I, just, I just had a curiosity with all the weird – stuff that can happen when it comes to the uh, trophy and stuff like that uh you can't you, are you telling me that the foster the foster trophy did not end up in the baltimore harbor <laughs> no i i had that on the way home with me i i almost tried to, i tried to, to bring it home with me but like coach benji saw it and then he, he, he took it from me i was trying to bring it home <laughs> Oh man, but it's it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, it's a, I know what uh, we were only able to see what we could from the, from the press box and what the guys saw on the field and stuff like that. So, um, how, how would you for for those who have not gone through any type of championship celebration before? What's what's it like to go through? Well, I mean, the way I look at it, I look at the whole season, you know, and like I thought this one was different. It was it was it was uh, you know we went through some ups and downs to say the least, more mm-hmm. downs than ups. And um, it was just really cool seeing a group of guys, like, not give up on, like, the main goal. And we understood it was a long season. And I kept saying, like, when we, when we started 0-4, 0-5, whatever it was, I kept telling the guy, listen, it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Stay consistent, keep your eyes on the prize, like, stay focused, stay on course. You know, it's easy, at that time, it's easy to point fingers, easy to blame people. It's easy to, like, just get off of – Get off the task. You know the task at hand is, and that's to take care of the next week. Yeah. And obviously, with obviously with the coaching change, um, things started to change. And like going back to that, Coach Aquino. I mean, I have all the respect in the world for the guy. You know, the guy got me into that into DC. Um, you know, and things just didn't work out, man. We lost a couple of close games. Where if, the, if those games would have went the other way, Coach Coquinos might have been sitting like two and two at the time. And then you know he's not. Then we don't we don't get rid of him. So it's like it's weird how it all happens, but. Um, you know, Coach Coquinos got dismissed, and then Benji came in, and there was like, like a new spark. You know, same player, same mentality, just a new spark, and and we didn't light the world on fire right away with Benji. Like, but the culture started to change, and and that's what I noticed. And then we started playing teams really tight. Um, you know, and before you know it, we're we're in Albany, upset in Albany in the semifinals, and um, celebrating. And I'm telling you, when when we when we won that. I remember like going to the game against Baltimore. I'm like, we're gonna win. Like, like there's like there's too much momentum right now yeah. in our favor. Like, Arvell was playing lights out. Like, uh, we, we we switched one of our offensive guys, James Atoe, to defense. 
where he started making a huge difference on the defensive line. Putting a lot, he put a ton of pressure on uh, Tommy Brady. And Hipper's kind of the same way where, like, you can put pressure on him. You know, Joe Gettinson, like, those guys aren't the most elusive guys, but but you get pressure on them, that's the way you, that's the way you kind of just, you know, you make them feel uncomfortable as quarterbacks. And um, we started doing that. And then once we got to that Baltimore championship game, I was so confident in ourselves, our game plan, our, especially with the new offensive coordinator, Coach Stafford, coming in. That we were, like, down the road with him. Everything was just fell into place at the right time. It was, like, it really, really cool. It, it reminded me – I'm a Giant fan. I'm a Giant fan. So it reminded me of, like, when the Giants had those mediocre years going 9-7, 8-8, 10-6, winning the wild card, and just getting hot at the right time and kind of, like, just going on the road and beating everybody. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. And um, – so with that, with all that being said, when you win the whole thing, I don't think there's a better feeling when you like come, like start where you were at the bottom, come all the way to the top, you know, go through all that adversity, and then you know, at the end, of, at the end of the day, you hold the crown up, and like, and it was cool because everyone believed in it. Everyone believed that we could do it. No one thought that anyone was better than us. So like, we just had to go out and just put everything together. And then towards the end of the year, we were we were that good, man. We were just we were beating teams like with Doug McNeil at receiver. He was a game changer. Um, Pat Clark started kicking the ball great. Defensively, we were getting turnovers. Like, Davenport had two interceptions in the finals. We cut Davenport week five. Then we bring him back because one of our DDs got hurt. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just, it was amazing how it all happened. It was like, honestly, like, it was, it was like a Cinderella story. And, like, yeah. it's hard for me to explain that to people because, like, not, not a lot of people even, like, really know about arena football and, or, or like, you know, and they're like, oh, you won a championship and you guys won three, four games, whatever. But, it was like, it was a Cinderella story. It really was yeah. like it was how it all happened. Like you like you could make a movie on it, put it that way. <laughs> now I think what what one thing we noticed too, Warren, is that uh, really uh, what Coach Stafford did when it came to the offense and stuff like that, really changed the way that arena football was played, especially in the playoffs. Because I don't, I think Ben and John can agree with me on this one is that we have never seen as much clock use and to be able to use the kneel down, how it had changed the kneel downs and, and yeah. rush, the rushing of the, of the quarterback, it completely changed in the playoffs. And it's something that we've never seen before. Would you agree with me guys? Yeah, no, I mean, there was something For like, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ben, I mean, um, what's his name? Uh, Shane just wanted to, well, he, we were taking these, we were talking, you know, trying to waste the clock, get it down. And then, and, and don't and you can't like when you know, when you play a great quarterback like Randy Hipper or Tommy Gray or Dan Rodabaugh, even Arvell, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to give those guys time. When they when they have time, they're gonna score. They're good. They're that good. And uh, that's why it was pretty cool, like watching how Coach Shane, like and Coach Benji, talked about taking a knee. And at first, I was like, "Are you guys sure you want to do that?" Like and, you know, you know, and we did it. And it, was good. <laughs> and it worked out. Nice. Um, now things have obviously have changed this year. We have uh, we're up to six teams up from the four from last year, and the way that the CBA currently goes, nobody knows that everybody is a basically it's a one year contract and everybody's a free agent. Um, so what we were wanting to know, Warren, if you can let us know, so you basically go from being a free you know winning a championship, you're now a free agent quarterback, but now you're you were signed as an uh, the Atlantic City Blackjacks quarterback. For those who don't know, and, and I will admit, even though I've been following the league as long as I have, there's not much that I really know about the process. But what is the process of when you're a free agent to when you get signed by a team officially? What, what's the process that you had to go through? So it's like, I mean, in your head, you're always thinking that you're going to go back to that team unless, unless you guys ended on bad terms. So in my head, 
whole offseason, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to D.C. because, you know, they, they, they love what I do and they, and they want me to, and they, and they deal with my schedule and, you know, I was going to go back there. So you just get your, what you do is you treat it the same way. You treat every offseason the same way. You work out, you get yourself ready mentally, watch film, you know, lift, all that stuff. And then once free agency starts, like, you like to listen to everybody's offer. Like, you want to hear everyone's offer to you if they want you. But in the, in the grand scheme of things, you want, to, you want to go to a place that you're going to feel comfortable and you know the system and they're going to put players around you and your team to succeed. And I thought D.C. did a very good job at that, you know. And, um, but then you have expansion needs. You have new teams that come and go. So, obviously, when, when word got out that there was an Atlantic City team coming, um, obviously, my, obviously, like, that interests me, considering it's, it's 35 minutes, 40 minutes from my house. And um, so once they announce the team, they don't announce the coaches yet. And so I'm, wait, I'm just waiting to find out who the coach is. Because you want to go to a coach who knows you. And um, as soon as Coach Stafford texted me, like, let me see, like probably two and a half, three months ago, saying that I got the AC job, don't tell anybody, blah, blah, blah. Like, get ready. I'm like, okay. So obviously you don't, like, I don't tell Washington that. Like, I don't, like, tell, you don't tell the team that, like, you were playing for you don't tell them that like unless they call you and ask right and you kind of just and you just in your head like okay well i know i can go to dc if they want me but atlantic city obviously is close to home like let's see what i can work out and then you know you start and once the coaches get named you start talking to coaches and like every coach called me this year besides the philly coach <laughs> so um <laughs> every coach yeah but I'm not, i mean i mean this is our setup in their quarterback spot and coach dozell is gonna hand like I, I think he just realizes my schedule and understands he got dan so um, but every other team gave me a call, wanted, wanted to know what my deal was, wanted to sign me and bring me in. Um, but then you go down as a free agent, you just you just try to figure out what's your best option. And obviously it was a no-brainer. Like I even had like, even when the, even when the um, AC got named as a team, Coach Benji called me. He's like, "You better be going there and trying to start there." And I'm like, "Okay, Coach. Well, I mean, I would love to go back to you, but I think that is a better fit." So. That's the route. If they offer me, that's that's the route I want to go. Like so, like they, the coaches are cool and they encourage that. They want, you know, what I mean, they want you to go what's best for you. You know, what I mean, they don't like. They, of course, they want their team to succeed, but they also they have the best interest in the players. Mm-hmm. At least most of the coaches, and you know, and, and they and they um, wanted me to go to AC. Like they told me I should give it a shot, considering it's around the corner. So then you know, you talk to the head coach, you talk to the GM. They offer you a contract. You you would talk about it with your family, mom and dad. You know, like just say, that, "What do you guys think about this?" And then you just sign the contract, man. And it's like there's not a whole lot that goes really into it. You just sign it, send it back, and then you're on it. You're on. And then you you continue on with your off season workouts. And uh, then when you you know, then once like the, the general manager sends the itinerary of camp, you know when to report. You you show up in shape, and then the season starts just like that. Has has anything changed with the with the new CBA in terms of what teams are able to offer you, um, like individually? So what I've heard is that um, expansion teams can only offer like the normal contract. Ah, okay. Heard. But I mean, yeah. But I've only been offered the normal contract. I've never been offered more than that. So right. I, I really don't know much about that. Those are, there's certain guys. I think you know who they are. You should reach out and talk to because they probably know a lot more about that than I do. But uh, but I no, yeah. It's just like so an expansion team. I guess what I guess they can't. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like they made it seem like basically like expansion teams can't really pan to the table, or they're, or they're just or they made an agreement they're just not going to. Right. And 
And I, and I guess the other teams, because they don't want to lose their like big, they don't want to lose their big names, like the mm-hmm. big name guys. Like they came up with a deal, like let's keep our big name guys and give other people opportunities to go to these these, these new teams and make names for themselves. I guess so. Um, it's been, I mean, it's always a normal contract for me. So it's just I just do it. I, I really don't do it for the money. I, mean, I do it. I do it because I love it. Like I mean, it, I mean, football is fun. It's great. The game, the game is great. Being with the being with the team and stuff is awesome. But I really don't do it for the money, man. I just, I, I just do it because I want to put some pads on. And I can still do it. My arm hasn't fell off yet. So I'm, I'm, I, that's why I do it. So, awesome. Warren, Warren, how's your home life going to change now that you're playing in a hometown? Um, I don't think it's going to change that much. I mean, a lot of the kids in school, a lot of people in town, I know that I play. Um, I mean, like, I mean I, it, it was definitely cool because I'm going to be able to, like, go to practice and then, and, like, shoot to school and, like, maybe, like, take a half day or something, you know, or, like, you know, like there'll be days where we do, we'll do like a defensive day where I don't need I don't need to be at practice and they'll let me go to work and stuff. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just going to be a lot of driving back and forth from my house to AC, which is a lot better than driving back to Washington DC. You know, um, right, right. But the home life, I mean, it's the same. Everyone, like everyone in town, supports like what I do. Um, you know, like my the school supports what I do. Uh, my family and friends, you know, they're excited because. They're, 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 they can't wait to come watch you play. I mean, because it's right around the corner, you know. And um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's gonna be the same. I mean, I feel like it's gonna be the same, honestly. Like I, I, I treat it the same way. Uh, I mean, I mean, the one thing that is different, the uh, Atlantic City Press, I guess, the, the newspaper, they, they're they're gonna cover it. So a lot more people are gonna read about it and hear about it. So you know, like, yeah, like I'll give you an example. Like the past two three weeks, I've had people that came up to me. Say congratulations on your signing, and I'm like, like how long have you been doing it? Like they, like they didn't even know I played. You know what I'm saying? Like they just see my name in the newspaper. I'm like, oh, I don't learn. He coaches at football. He coaches basketball. But so there's some people that just don't know about arena football, which they're gonna be, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna get, like they're gonna see how arena football works now because it's in the newspaper all the time. And so I, I some people come up to me like say, oh, congratulations, you finally made a professional team, and I'm like, no, nah, I've been playing for like seven years. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, so it's like sometimes you deal with that stuff, and people are people are interested and they ask you questions and stuff. But my whole life, my whole life should should see, you know, be the same. It should be the same. I'm still a teacher, still a coach, still gotta take care of my dog, still gotta still take care of my parents. You know, so good. That's cool. That's good news. Yeah, not bad. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Will you will you during the season? Will you travel back and forth and be able to stay at home? Or are you gonna uh, go with the camaraderie and stay with the guys? During camp, I'm gonna stay with the guys. And then um, uh, during the season, it'll be back and forth, like until school ends, which will probably be around like week six, week seven. And then, uh, depending on if there's no more snow, please God, no more snow. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'll be going back and forth. And then once summer hits, once the summer actually hits and school's out, I can stay down there. You know? But I mean, the thing is, I got a house. So, like, I'm going to have the guys throw in my house. I'm going to have, like, barbecues and stuff and all, right. you know, all that good stuff. And, like, you know what I mean? So, it's going to be really cool because I'm like, there's a lot of guys that play arena football, man. They, they just know me for arena football. Now they're going to be on my team. I could bring them to my house, bring them to my hometown, kind of show them like what I do every day, you know? So right. it's going to be cool. So I, I'm going to go, I'm going to stay down here, but I'm going to come back a lot back and forth because like I said, I got my house and stuff. I bought a house two years ago. So, you know, I'm, I'm living at, I'm living in my house. I don't want to just not be at my house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you have the opportunity. Might as well. So, 
but yeah, but I mean, it's definitely like you definitely want to hang out with the team and be a part of it, and not just shut your, shut yourself off after practice and just go home. Like, I, I don't do that. Like, I, you know, I make sure I hang out with the guys, go out with the guys, and all that stuff. So um, I'm gonna go back, but darn camp, always stay down. I think camp's really important, especially when you're trying to build like an identity and build a foundation of a team. I, I think it's important that you know you stay in the hotel. So now the players can meet. We can meet at the lobby and start watching film, right. watching practice. You know what I mean? All that good stuff. But once the season hits, you know, obviously I got work and stuff, and I got school. So, but again, only forty minutes away. So I'll be back and forth. Like I, I, I plan on going to practice, right? Like at least during the school year, like two, like two, two times a week, like on the offensive, offensive days, and then shooting back to school and being back at school by ten thirty or eleven. We practice in the morning early, and then. Um, after school, taking care of like, the weight room in a high school football team, and then at night going back there and either meeting with Coach Stafford, Coach James, uh, even meeting with uh, our new quarterback, Randy Hipper. Like, I'm excited to work with him, man, because he's a stud. And I, want, I can't wait to pick his brain, but like, or even help out younger wideouts. Okay. Now, why did, uh, uh, what, what was your thought when you heard that first that Ron James was, was going to be back in the league this year? And then what was, what did your, what was your thoughts when you found out that, well, that a uh, name like Ron James, like, for as long as he's been in the league, was going to be your head coach? Oh, I was excited. I mean, I, I've only heard great things about Coach James. I never played for him, but I heard he's like a great players coach. Um, you know, he's a great time manager. He, he knows the game inside out. So I'm really excited to play for him. And, coach, and, in, and coach Shane told me about this last year, too, when I was in D.C., and he said he talked highly of him. So once I found out he was he was going to be the guy, I'm like, wow, we're we're going to be in a good situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Coach James. He's had a lot of success. So we're hoping to build on that, and you know, uh, hopefully bring a championship to New Jersey. What was your conversation with him like initially about the quarterback situation? Well, initially, I mean, to be honest with you, initially, like they told me, like this is the deal. They they're trying to. They told me they were trying to get Randy ah. because obviously Randy was Randy was with them. Um, in Tampa, in Tampa, 2017, and um, and, and it, but they wanted to bring me in, and you know, if I if I could be the backup in DC or be the backup in AC, I'd, 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 I'd obviously rather just be the backup that's a place that's 30 minutes away. Right, so right. That was the initial conversation, and then once free agency started, I guess uh, Randy made it seem like he he could possibly go back to Baltimore, going back to like because of who can pay who and who can't pay who. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, that was the initial thought. And then I think um, either there was a disagreement with Baltimore and Randy. Something happened where didn't, things didn't work out and, they, and Randy didn't get what he wanted there, I guess. Right. I don't know. I really don't know, I really don't know the details. Um, so they, I mean, they made me the guy because Randy wasn't sure. And I was, I was like, okay, perfect. I get, now, now, I get, now I get to play, too, even better. And um, then I think the whole thing happened, and then like I guess Randy reached Randy reached back out to uh, our coaches. That's what Coach Shane and Coach James called me and said. They're like, listen, we didn't like we weren't recruiting him the whole time. He he came and reached out to us. Obviously, with two quarterbacks is better than one quarterback. So I I understood the whole thing, and um and, and that, that's part of the game. It's part of the business. So. And, and and now it is now now you just got to compete. You got to go to camp and compete. Right. Like, I I went and compete. I went I went to camp and competed against Davila last year and it was awesome. Like I learned so much from Nick Davila. Yeah. And I'm 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 gonna treat it the kind of the same way I did last year. And I'm gonna pick Randy's brain apart and you know try to understand what you know he thinks and he does and then put our two brains together and um, you know whoever plays plays. Um, but you know 
it's a team thing, man. It's a team thing, and you're always, no matter what, if you're the starter or you're the backup, man, you're always one play away. So uh, you got to keep yourself ready, keep yourself mentally ready. Um, so when you know when you got to go in, you got to go in, and you got to yeah. perform. I guess one of the pluses when it when, with having Randy on your team is that Rand, last year Randy became the first AFL quarterback to go to back to back arena bowls with two different teams. So if you think about yeah. it, he could be. <laughs> He could be the first quarterback to go back to back to back with three different teams, which would obviously equal heading back to the Arena Bowl for you guys. <laughs> now, and that would probably mean that I'd be the first backup quarterback to, <laughs> to go back in the Arena Bowl. <laughs> I don't know. You, you guys, you guys got to look into that, and that might be that might be a stat. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, speaking of AC and talking about different teams and stuff like that. Um, What's it? What's it like to play? Or what do you, in your mind, when you hear that you're going to be playing for an expansion club, does it does it really enter into your mind when you when you're getting recruited and stuff like that, or is it just a matter of who's the coaching staff, who they think, what's their what what is their current uh, game plan? What do you think about yeah. when, you, when you think of expansion clubs? Expansion team, and that word expansion means means absolutely nothing to me, to be honest with you. Like once you find out who the coaches are, you know, who, and the coaches build a team. It's not. It's not one expansion game or the Atlantic City Blackjacks with this coaching staff. And our, and our coaching staff has a lot of experience, a lot of wins under their belt. So it might seem like we're an expansion team, but we're going to be just as competitive as every single team in the league. So we don't look at it like as if we're like an underdog or something. We don't look at it like that at all. So um, the word expansion just means they're expanding on the league and uh, on the league, and we're excited about that. So we hope there's four more expansion teams next year. Yeah, right, and with everyone on one-year contracts, I mean, everyone's essentially. I mean, obviously, guys are going to stick around, but everyone sort of has a clean slate a little bit. Um, so you guys have just as good a chance as anyone else at sort of gathering right. the best squad possible. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we're. I mean, and now with Randy coming and being experienced, like like you know, he, like, he'll attract players. He'll, he'll he'll get a couple of receivers that right, want right. to play with him. You know, so like it's a good thing. Like, in the end, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because the whole goal is win a championship and be a team. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, if you're playing or you're not playing, or you're playing limited, or you're playing every snap, you know, the, I mean, that's not really the, the goal is, you know, to, to win a championship. At least that's yeah. what I, I think your goal should be, you know? So, however it shakes out, however it shakes out, it will shake out. So, I mean, you know, I'm just excited. I'm excited, man, just to be able to go to camp, put the helmet on, put the pads on, be in the huddle, call play, and run and play, and play some football. That's it. Yeah, for sure. For sure, especially now, especially in your home state. Oh yeah, I, I I'd be able to live if I was just thirty minutes away from my from my own home for sure. I, I would take it in a heartbeat. I'm sure John and Ben, you do the exact same thing too, right? Oh hell yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And I I, I had told you guys before I grew up going to uh, Ocean City, New Jersey, and I spent weeks and weeks there every summer. And if I was in Warren's position, I would absolutely love it. The only reason I haven't signed is because there's no team within 40 minutes of me. Otherwise, I'd be on a team right now. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, talk to us about a little bit about who, 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 what your current roster is currently made up of. I mean, you guys have snagged some pretty good people from, from other teams. I mean, Arthur Hobbs. I mean, you know, I got one of the best kickers in the league and Mark Lewis. Um, I mean, you yeah, got Lamar, Lamar yeah. Brown. Um, obviously, Hip coming over also. I mean... Uh, with this, with the league expanding to six teams, I mean, it's it, the off season was quite different than what it has been in the years past. But what, what's your thought on what you guys currently have so far as a roster? I think we got, a, I think we got a solid group of players. I really do, and uh, I love Lamar Brown signing. I love the Browning signing. I love the kid Laughing House who played in NAL last year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think our O-line is going to be very good this year. Uh, we just signed Antron Dillon, who's a, an elite pass rusher. We have a Mac linebacker that's a rookie out of Miami. I'm excited to see him. Um, Arthur Hobbs, like you said, Kerryon Jones, a bunch of guys I've played with in the past. Um, Marvin Ross you know, also. With, uh, Marvin Ross, I've played with him. Yeah, exactly. I've played with Kerryon and Marvin, played against at least. And, uh, you know, I've played against Hobbs. Um, so it's a good group. It's a good group. And even better, the, 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 the secondary coach is going to be Sergio Gilliam, who's one of the best all time at, at, at playing this game. And he's a very good coach. Had a lot of success um, with the Massachusetts Pirates last year in the NAL. He was my teammate in 2015 in uh, Spokane. So I'm excited, man. I'm telling you, we have, we have offensive coordinator who I think is awesome, the head coach who I think is awesome, defensive coordinator who I think is great. Um, like, it, it's, it's, it's good, man. And, we, and, we got, and I believe we have a good group of guys that have, that have a good mentality, like just with the, the team aspect of it and being part of the team. And, like, you know, you know you'll get some me, 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 me guys. You want, you want team guys. Yeah. And I really believe that we're, like, we're, we're, we're on track right now where we want to be. And we're still going to sign more people. We, we, we definitely are, especially with Randy coming over. Oh, I can, I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, guys, do you have any, question, any more questions for Warren before we get into the, the news that has recently come across the league so we, we can ask his idea and what you guys think about it? Any other questions you want to ask him so far? Not, I mean, not necessarily um, on an individual basis, but um, again, I just want to say, you know, it's great to to see you back out there. You know, I think everyone in the league knows every time you're out there, it's you know the play is going to be exciting. You know, it's and you have the respect of everyone in the league, so I'm just glad to see you back out there again. And I, th- I think you're in a great situation, so you know, I'm hype about it. I'm hype about this year. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm hyped too, and I'm I, I'm excited. I can't wait. Appreciate you guys, man. I really do. John, anything? Yeah, I mean, we appreciate you too, Warren. Uh, we're really excited. Like, we're constantly talking about this season, and we're super hyped for it. I mean, this is the first uh, first year I think we've done this many preseason episodes <laughs> yeah, for the for the podcast <laughs> and in the history of this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, we're uh, we're just excited, man. Well, and and that, and that speaks volumes, and you guys do a really good job. You guys really do. Like, all your stuff is really good, man. That's why it's, it's interesting to read. And that's why players and, that, and you guys are like a source for players for news right away. And then players want to be on it. And like, that's how it works. And then once players start coming on it, coaches start going on it. Once yeah. coaches start going on it, owners hear about it. You know what I mean, it's like, it's just, it, you guys are doing the grow, man. You guys are doing a good job. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so it's much. Greatly appreciate it, man. Just take a couple of minutes now with our talk with Warren to at least give a shout out to our sponsor for uh, AFL tonight. And it is at 503sports.com. They basically have a, a ton, not only of a, arena football throwback merch, but they have stuff from, I think, the World Football League, from the World League of American Football, to, uh, wow, jerseys, shirts, uh, caps. Uh, they, they just added a new, guys, they just added a new San Jose Sabercats jersey that you can buy. They have home and away jerseys. And they're <laughs> custom jerseys. You, they have both. Wow. This is trippy. That's great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Detroit Drive jersey, they now have home and away as well. At 503-sports.com, if you go over there and on your first purchase, if you add the code ARENAFAN, you'll get 10% off on your order. So, again, we want to thank the guys over at 503-sports.com for being our sponsor here at AFL Tonight. 
Do not forget that we are on social media. There are multiple places where you can find us. If you head over to uh, to Twitter, it's over, and over to Facebook, it's out slash arena fan. If you want to listen to the entire archive of all the AFL Tonight shows, there are multiple places where you can do that. Also, you can head over to our last three shows. will be over at SoundCloud, or you can listen to many, many different shows from uh, God years going back all the way to 2006. Uh, you can do that at Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify. Now, we heard, uh, it just came, came over the wire. Uh, actually, we it's information that we actually broke a couple days ago here at arenafan.com that um, there are going to be some new anti-gambling rules that are going to be, uh, a new policy is going to be put into place. And I heard uh, it's going to be uh, officially announced somewhere around training camp, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so far, Warren, have you heard anything anything about the, the new uh, policy that's going to be put into place uh, league-wide? I just saw a tweet. I saw, I, all, all I saw was a tweet about anti-gambling uh, about, on arena football. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't even know. He's like, I really didn't even know you could bet on arena football. So, <laughs> um, okay. I, mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty standard. I imagine every pro league has the same meeting every year with their, with their league, with their players and stuff. So, I mean, it's just, they're just protecting the league. Oh, for sure. And I, I keep on hearing the word, inte- you know, game integrity and stuff like that. And it kind of makes sense too, Warren, because, you know, with the league now really pushing hard when it comes to the gambling and gambling on the game and trying to get some stuff out. And obviously now being in Atlantic City where you can, you know, uh, you know, legally bet on sports and stuff like that. Um, you know, they're just trying to make sure that if you work in the league, no, ma- no matter if the player, referee, uh, an executive, that, you know, you can't bet on the game. Period. You know, so it's it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you said, it makes sense. It's pretty, it, the biggest thing is protecting the league, having the integrity of the league. So, just, I mean, it's just, I, I think to me it's pretty standard. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Now, Ben, I, I, Ben and John, I haven't uh, really asked your opinions on this. I know we, we talked about it briefly when we, uh, when we were able to, to break the news. But what are your guys' thoughts on, on the new policy? Because uh, that uh, – what do you guys think? Well, ben? I think it's a no-brainer. I mean uh, – you know, in in sports where salaries are lower overall, um, there's going to be more incentive, obviously, for any individual involved, whether it's referees or whatever, to bet on games. Just because, you know, especially if, if they really do get a high volume of betting this year, which is, you know, that's what they're hoping for. We'll see what happens with DraftKings. We don't really know how everything's going to shake out. But obviously there's going to be a temptation for a lot of people involved. Everyone, you know... You know, all these guys, they have integrity. I'm not claiming that anyone is like seriously considering doing this, but it's obviously a concern. Whereas, you know, in the NFL, why would a player risk that? You know, you have you have just a gigantic contract that's on the line if you do that. So in in these in this like kind of league, it's definitely really important for this to be clear to everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, I think it was great, too. It's sort of like uh fail safe to make sure nothing is going to happen and when we when we broke the news i was like this is great there's not going to be any sec disasters like (laughs) no investigations like it's going to be all right and um i think ben you said it pretty well and the fact that it is going to be in atlantic city there is going to be a lot more uh risk of gambling in general yeah yeah, I'm sure with the, you know, with the casinos there, the sports books at that are going to be allowed. Um, you know, if all the stuff does come to fruition that the league's hoping to do with DraftKings, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I, I, you know, we heard some of the some comments on social media. They're saying, well, isn't this a, a norm? Shouldn't it have already been in place for the league? Well, I guess 
yes and no. But I think now with the league trying, as I said, with them pushing, uh, you know, betting on the game, in-game and in-game betting, there needed to be, as you said, the best word, fail-safe actually probably is the best word. You know, they just want to make sure that the league stays on the up and up. You know, you don't have... You don't have uh, your star player, you know, taking their paycheck and going to bet on next week's game on how many touchdowns he's going to throw, that type of thing. Right. So it's that would, yeah. So it's it, it was it's it's interesting. Um, also, uh, being a player in the in the league, Warren, um, with these new changes, I know, guys, I didn't put this on the on the on the question list, but I wanted to. Bring, oh God! I, I know. I just wanted to ask him a wild card. No, 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 no. No, I wanted I'm to kidding, ask him I'm kidding, sp- I'm specifically about. Uh, uh, what's your thought on the new changes to the one-minute rules? Well, so now it's now it's thirty seconds now, right? I, yeah, I, I right. read it. I, yeah, and and it only in the fourth quarter. It's just straight through. There are no one-timing minute, uh, one-minute timing rules in the in the second quarter. It's just uh, at the thirty-second mark in the uh, uh, in the. I mean, that's, fourth that's quarter. A, yeah, it's just a way to get the game to go faster. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a huge supporter of it because I think the last minute of each half and the last minute of each game is the most important part. So I think they're kind of taken away from it. But they're trying to they're looking at it as if like let's keep the game going let's not like, you know drag it out but I don't know. I don't agree with it I think it should I think the minute rule should be in place for the first half second half just like it always has been back in the few in the past um, but it is what it is you know I, I I'm not a I'm not a believer in it I think it takes away from the sport but uh, it is what it is man you got you to follow the rules everyone's got to follow it yeah. they don't like it or they do like it and that's really it. What I thought was interesting last year, even though with the modification to the one-minute timing rules, um, and basically the um, some elimination of some of the stuff, it, the the coaches seemed to be they were able to adapt quite easily, and actually it it changed. I would not be surprised with with what Coach Stafford did and with you guys uh, in D.C. Uh, was the norm because they were able to take I guess take advantage, so to speak, of the of the kneel down rule, et cetera. Because now it actually yeah. makes the the timeouts a lot more interesting and a lot more important than they normally would. So you're not your coach isn't going to try and uh, challenge something which most likely will not have you know the the camera angle and he'll keep them until the uh, until the last minutes of, of each half. Right, right, and that's where and that's where Coach James Suskie is going to come into play, man. Because from what I've heard from multiple people, like multiple coaches, multiple players from different teams that play for him, he's very very good at time managing. And when it comes down to arena football, man, the last minute of each half, or just the, just the whole game, it times time managing. If you can get an extra possession, or from the first half, an extra possession in the second half, yeah. through the difference of you winning by 14 points, you know, or just winning in general. Yeah. Um, so, it's good. Yeah. Yesterday, we happened to see the, the Columbus Destroyers held their uh, local tryout camp, and we were able yeah. to catch a glimpse for the first time of the new game balls. And we happened to find out that... Uh, for the first time in league history, Wilson North Spalding will be the manufacturer of these game balls. It's going to be now under uh, right. Big Game USA, uh, along with yep. uh, Team Issue. Um, first, have you had a chance to to, to hold the new uh, game balls yet, Warren? No, I have not. No? I actually sent a message to the commissioner on Twitter, like when I found out they're using new footballs, because Radabaugh told me that we're we're using new footballs like um, two months ago, and. Uh, and I was like, oh, I gotta get, I gotta get a couple. And I, I messaged the commissioner. I'm like, listen, uh, Commissioner Bell. I was like, listen, um, I know this is a season after I've been mentioning you like this, but I, I train in the off season, and I, I'm, I'm trying to throw the football that we're using this year. Is there any way you can uh, send me the football? And um, for some reason, he couldn't because he didn't have any. Like, or 
point. I guess he wanted everyone just to, just to start throwing them in camp or tryouts. Right. So um, I, I never got a ball, but I mean, they supposedly what I heard they're a little smaller than oh really last year's. That's what I'm hearing too. A little bit smaller. Oh. And, yeah. So we'll see. I did I hear from from some of the the footage that was available from the. Uh, from the from the camp yesterday, Warren, is that a lot of the quarterbacks that were there trying out, they said they they felt the grip was sort of like a Wilson ball, uh-huh. um, but yeah, they are slightly smaller, and and that's what that actually what uh, okay as a quarterback does it bother you because you obviously when with we when I think of football I think of a specific size football because I've I've held a game ball, but what for you yeah. does it make a difference on what on what how big the ball may actually be or does it make you have to modify your, your throwing motion? Um, I think whatever size the football is, I think you just get used to it. That's like, um, I mean, I think if it's, if it's small, I think it'd be easier to throw. I mean, that's, that's my personal thing. Right. But, um, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, I think, I think like once you just get used to throwing a certain ball, you just get used to it. And like, like I went from college using the Wilson GSTs to, Using an NFL ball in Europe, and then using a felt like a Kmart ball back in the PIFL days. So like, you just get used to it, and once you get used to it, and then you just you know it, se- it seems like a uh, normal football, you know. So okay. it's all about repetition, muscle memory. Yeah, because I, I I don't know. I've seen some of the I know some of the other indoor leagues, and I I know you played. I said played some of the indoor leagues, and they use a, diff- a smaller ball also. Um, I, right. I, I I would rather have a full size ball because I mean. To me, it's like I'd rather play with an NFL game, an NFL type game ball, than play with what I. This is how I call them, rather than a Nerf ball. <laughs> you, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, Nerf ball. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's as I said. That's why I was just curious because hearing that they're a touch smaller, it, it makes. I'm curious to know. I guess we'll have to see. Actually, you'll probably be able to find it for the first time next week at at, uh, at your uh, at your tryout because I know you said you were going to be there. Um, that yeah. you'll have to see, you'll be be able to see the difference between the yeah. old balls oh, and the new balls. Oh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be taking a ball or two home <laughs> <laughs> and throwing it, at least throwing it that week before camp starts. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, um, guys, any any other things you wanted to mention? Uh, to, uh, ask Warren about because I know we've run out of the the original questions that we had had listed for Warren. That I'm curious what you think of. Uh, well, all of us here, what do you think yeah. of the design of the ball? Because uh, we actually did see this ball. I don't know where it leaked, but we saw this a few weeks ago. Um, in some, yeah, I saw it on Twitter. It yeah, it was on Twitter. Uh, Commissioner uh, Bo had one in his in his profile. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it looks a little bit like uh, the old XFL ball if it was just normal colors, like that that black ball with the with the red stripes. It looks similar to that. I'm glad though, yeah. like Warren said, a lot of those other uh, indoor leagues they use those like white panel balls that look yeah. kind of like. Yeah. They're meant for oh, autographs or something. Yeah, so I'm glad the ball looks yeah. legit. I mean, it, it doesn't look like silly or anything. <laughs> right, right, right. John, but, um, uh, no, honestly, I, I don't really have anything specific. You know, Warren and I chat occasionally uh, on messaging, so sometimes we talk yeah. about stuff. But uh, other than that, I, I yeah. think uh, yeah. I think I just want to wish Warren a really good season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure. No. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Funny, actually, in about in about ten minutes, I'm I just pulled out. I'm about to play in my uh, last flag football game. <laughs> Let's go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I play nice. I play flag football with a bunch of high school buddies. Nice. So what what's keep your what's keep your, you on fresh? So final thing, then we'll ask you. Then is uh, what is your outlook 
for the 2019 season, not only for yourself as a quarterback with the Atlanta City Blackjacks, but for the Arena Football League? Uh, I mean, obviously, the, my, my outlook is I, I want the league to grow. I want the league to be the best possible Arena Football League it can be. Um, I think I think we're on that right track. I think the owners are, are I think Rodorski being in the owner group now, and I think we're, in the, we're heading in the right direction. So I just want the league to keep growing, expanding, and more people to know about arena football. Um, with the Atlanta City Blackjacks, you know, the goal is the same, man. So the goal is to improve your game, learn learn more about the game, you know, especially playing with all these different players from all over the league. And the goal is to get out there and make the best impression you possibly can playing live and then ultimately win a championship as a team. And, uh, you know, be, be the ones in August holding the, holding the cup up. Yeah, yeah, the, the new trophy. You, it would be nice to hold the, very, the new, uh, the new <laughs> Foster's Cup trophy this year. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I'll be holding it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, you know, it's, I know that I said we were able to watch the players from afar and being able to actually have a, a player on with us and to hear about all the different things that we may have not heard about when it comes to free agency and how stuff goes through like that. Um, it is, I know how you're saying you're, you thank us, but we thank you, uh, for, for joining us, Warren, because, um, you know, oh, if it yeah. wasn't for you players, we wouldn't be able to watch the game that we love to watch. Right, 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 right. Absolutely, man. Anytime you guys want me on or anything, any kind of question, still there's a serious question, man. Like if I'm not teaching a class, I can answer right away. So, uh, um, awesome. it's awesome. You guys do a great job. I, I, I enjoy it, man. It's like, I look forward to these things. You know, I look forward to doing these things for you guys. That's cool. And, uh. You know, we'll we'll get a couple episodes during the season or something. Yeah, absolutely, of course, of course. Now, for anybody who doesn't know or wants to go to the tryout, uh, give us the information on the tryout that's going to be coming up for the Atlantic City Blackjacks, Warren. Perfect. Say it again. What what information? Give us the information that you have currently on the on what on the uh, tryout that's coming up very shortly for the Blackjacks. So yeah, the thirtieth, the Saturday, it's, at, it's in Pittman, New Jersey, at Total Turf. Um, I think if you register online, it's sixty five dollars. If you show up, it's eighty dollars. And uh, I think it starts at 8 a.m. registration, 9 a.m. start, and just bring your A game in. If, you know, if you want, if you're willing to represent New Jersey, and uh, is that where you guys are uh, practicing this year? No, no, we're, we're okay. practicing somewhere else in Egg Harbor, I think. Uh, okay, Cause that's yeah, that's where the soul practice. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, just, yeah I, I, we, I, I advise anyone that thinks they got they got some game, want to come out and play, because we'll take any kind of Jersey talent we can possibly get. All right, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> and if uh, anybody, yeah. if anybody wants to follow you on social media, Warren, where would they do so? Yeah, uh, my Instagram I think is wts underscore jr underscore eight. Um, uh, I think it's Warren Smith eight on Twitter and Warren G Smith Jr. on Facebook. Give me a follow. Nice. Well, again, we thank you for for joining us uh, for our for this special type of show, um, and we hope to have many players on it also in the future. And have you? We'll be more than happy to have you on a, on again, Warren. So it's greatly appreciated. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Yep. So for everybody here at AFL tonight, for Ben Fratinelli, for John Stark, for Warren Smith, I'm Tim Capper. <laughs> Watch the rebound off the net. <laughs>